Welcome to Hacker Public Radio. This is Droops, and today I'm going to be talking about geocaching. Um, quick little intro for geocaching. People find interesting spots, hopefully, and they hide something there, somewhere, some spot on the world somewhere, and then they uh, publish the GPS coordinates for it. Most people publish them at geocaching.com, which is the main site, but there's, of course, alternatives, and uh, other people look at these coordinates and go find them and say, oh, this is a neat spot, or hey, this is a horrible place, why did you bring me here? Or, hey, I've now found 30,000 of these things, I'm awesome. And, uh, anyway, that, that's geocached. All you need is a GPS or a phone with a GPS, and a free account, geocaching.com, or any of the other ones, and uh, go around looking for stuff. Now, I used to be really, really into geocaching. And I've been away from this uh, sport activity, whatever, for a long time. And I've tried to get back into it recently, and I've been kind of sad about one of the directions the sport's been going. Now, when I started, I lived in North Mississippi, and there was uh, we were near Nashville, somewhat. And everyone the geocached around me called Nashville Cashville, because there was an overabundance of caches. They go, oh, here's a street corner, you've made it to it awesome, here's a hidden thing here. Oh, it's another street corner, here's a hidden thing. Good job. And it really took a lot of the adventure or the exploration or the, hey, this is something neat, away from it. Now, coming back into geocaching, everywhere I look seems to be more like Cashville <laughs> than I, I remember. There's a, a lot of what are called parking grabs. And it's not... It's not my enjoyment of it. Like, I can totally... Uh, anyway, like, I, I literally had to park the other day at a dumpster to to hit these parking grabs, and the little cash page said, Park at the dumpsters. And why would I want to look at dumpsters when I'm trying to see something neat? Now, it's like there's no thought put into where they're hiding these things. They're just after the numbers. So, in typical Droops fashion... I'm going to attempt to set an example in geocaching with my hides, and I really, really like the adventure, the journey to the cache, and then hopefully the beauty of the destination. I'm not a big fan of a simple cache under a pile of sticks at the base of a tree, or a micro, which is like a little bitty one, hidden just any old place with like no real significance. <laughs> Man, I'm a jerk. So anyway, going over a few caches that I had that have disappointed me recently, and talking about a few that John Doc and I just hid. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna try to stay away from the actual names of caches to keep the mystery alive, and I'm gonna. Ooh, if I can read my handwriting, I'm gonna point out a few tips that uh, have improved geocaching since I started. Now, John Doc and I spent the day caching the other day, and we found five caches and hit a few. And the ones we found were very disappointing. Now, I have children, and I involve them in geocaching, so I understand that like children caches have a big place in caching. And I also understand that uh, some people are less than mobile when they geocache, and, and they're out there. But neither of those are excuses for really the proliferation of spam caches and this increasing frequency of them. Um, now the one we were we were looking for we're in a national forest and if you check out the video oh yeah hey this is an enhanced episode 
of HPR. If you go to hackerpublicradio.org slash droops, you can see a video of John Doc and I doing this. So check that out and enhanced. Woohoo! Um, the four caches that we found in the National Park were really spammy. The first one was right off a parking lot. And, you know, parking lots are pretty and, you know, whatever. Um, and it was kind of shallow in the woods. So you're thinking, oh, it might be just for some kish. kids, whatever. But they were a bunch of briars. So I had to go through like five feet of briars to get to this cache. And kid-friendly caches don't have briars. It was just, hey, come to this parking lot in the National Forest. And the second one was at really some cool abandoned buildings that the college I went to had like a forestry camp in the 1920s there. And but this cache was five feet from the road and just like the first one under some sticks by a tree. Not like go look at these cool buildings. It's like park here by these cool buildings and then don't really leave your car far. Um, number three was a small plastic container on a bridge railing at a popular fishing spot. So not only did I get to go out to the National Forest and smell a bunch of car fumes from people that were parking and fishing, there were trails that like branched out to explore the woods in the area. And no, 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 this was just hidden in a railing. It wasn't like painted like the railing or like cleverly hidden, like you could just walk up and see it. So uh, that, that was great. Um, the last one in the National Forest was at a the old entrance to the forest and the GPS was leading me away from the little rock marker structure that you know that marks the entrance and I, I said to John Doc you know I'm surprised they didn't just like hide them right there on that little rock thing and right then he's like oh here it is <laughs> they had just set a, a cache on a rock wall so I could drive up to the entrance, drive up to some abandoned buildings, drive to a parking lot, and then drive to a bridge, and that was geocaching in the National Forest, when I could have been, like, walking or exploring or, like, seeing stuff. You know, there's, like, massive alligators out there, and there's lots of water, and there's hiking trails, but no, 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 we'll just drive to a bunch of things. So that's awesome. Um, the, the, the last one we found was actually on the way home. And it was hooked to a tree outside an abandoned bar that was built in like the 80s near a crossroad in a little small town. And there was a bunch of trash. I don't know. It was it was not exciting. Again, it was right off the road too. So we spent the, the whole day at the National Forest. We explored the lake and we explored the bayou, which is like a creek or a river. Little stream thing that you can put a boat in coming off the lake and uh, we found a seldomly marked lake <laughs> out in the woods I'll say it's seldomly marked like most maps don't have it and uh, my GPS doesn't have it and it's got the fancy mapping thing with the topos but uh, we found this lake and it was awesome and we didn't get through half of the National Forest at all even like the, the section that we were in you know, there's it's a National Forest there's other parts that are much bigger. Um, so we found like a peninsula that would be a sweet campsite. It had a bunch of um, washed away duck decoys, which is kind of cool. I have a duck decoy collection now. We found a swing over a bayou. We found a, a sweet bridge over the dam that you could walk across and like 
literally feel the um, the dam water. <laughs> we uh, saw tons of ducks that you could like almost catch. We did some walking, we did some kayaking, it was great. Um, so like, beautiful and creative hides are what I, I try to think about when I think about geocaching. Like one of my favorite caches has a, a micro, which is a small one, in the first stage. And it's a, it's a multi-cache, has more than one stage. And uh, you open up the little micro and it has these cryptic numbers. And eventually you figure out that this looks like a book number from like the library. <laughs> and so you go into the library nearby. It's, it, this one's hidden at a college. And then you find, I think that's called the Dewey Decimal System. You find a, a false book that's hidden in this library. And that's the log for the cache. And like, that's pretty crazy. Crazy. I liked it. Um, I used to have one. It was pirate themed. And you had to actually find a specially made map that I made like 10 of, whatever, some number, um, to attempt to find the cache. The, the coordinates that were listed on the site just took you to a spot on the map. And if you didn't have one of these maps, you couldn't find this cache. And uh, it was awesome. Like, we covered the ground underneath the cache with seashells. When you got close, you could tell. And people would come to my house and be like, hey, can I have a map? I'm like, well, you have to go find one. Or if they were really cool, I would make them take like this old sword that I had, and they had to take pictures the whole way of them acting like awesome people looking for this this pirate geocache. And you could walk to it, kind of. You could The best way was to walk to Creek to get to it. Or you could boat to it. And, I don't know, just some kind of a story. So it's not just like... Like, I'm looking back at all these caches that I found... And a lot of them, I just don't remember a bit of them. And then I look, and it was... I didn't write a very interesting log for them. But then the ones that I remember, I wrote, like, this massive log talking about how great they were. I wish they were all great. Kind of like HPR. Every episode should be something good, because it's something somebody thought was really cool. So, like, um, when hiding a cache, I, uh, I like to spend a lot of time researching location... I use a topo map to find something that may be interesting, and I mark it on my GPS. And then I go find that spot. And uh, I usually find a bunch of maybes before I go explore. And uh, if, it, if it's a cool, super cool spot that I find, I might have a cache there, or I might come back and be all creative in that spot. I found, a, like I said, I found a bunch of uh, old lost dot decoys, and I'm planning on incorporating them into a new nighttime cache. Where uh, you have to follow the little tacks through the woods, and then maybe have a bunch of duck heads hanging on a tree. I don't know. Most spots that I find aren't aren't cash worthy, and uh, I don't hide something there. But I, hopefully, I, I find something that is, and I can do something cool. Now, uh, getting coordinates for one of these points of interest that I find on Tavu Maps is super easy. You can use this internet thing. If you go to mytopo.com slash maps, and this will be in the show notes, and you select the types of coordinates you want to use like at the bottom of the map, you just mouse over where you think is the point of interest and uh, click on it. And it'll totally tell you here's how you get there, or the coordinates to it. And this site has a ton of free topo map data. Now the USGS um, offers free PDF versions of all their topo maps, the, the big quad maps that you see. If you go to store.usgs.gov and then click on Map Locator, don't let the store fool you, you uh, select a, a quad area and then it's like here's the 
so in the the droops area map and then they'll say do you want to buy it or do you want a PDF of it and printing them yourself is insanely expensive because they're such big maps and you have to have fancy equipment or take them somewhere but maybe you luck out maybe you just look at them on your computer so onward down let's see here's something that's that's new about geocaching that I really like <laughs> hey I'm grumpy and today I'm gonna talk about something nice so uh, geocaching.com is still stuck in a uh, web 1.0 put a world with a web 2.0 idea like their users create all their content and that's what they sell and yet you can't like friend people or you can't like <laughs> I don't know it's it's just bad so anyway um, the only way you can point out currently that cash sucks is if you leave a comment saying that and this is against the be nice on the internet rules that um, <laughs> that will uh, result in a breakdown of society if you break so you hide this really crappy cache and I find it I'm like why did you make me walk through five freaking ten feet of briars from this ugly parking lot to find a little plastic box that you obviously took no time in thinking about hiding do I write that? No because then those people will be like oh Droops he's such a jerk you know I'm gonna go trash his stuff or call him bad names on the internet if you really take offense to this so you just like logged it thanks for the cash yada 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 and if it's a good one you're like oh this was so awesome we had the best time here's some pictures we took doing it so um you can't really say anything negative about it it's just like lack of talking about it that says hey your cash sucks so there's a grease monkey script that of course fixes this problem which allows anonymous cash rankings which really is a killer feature to me as a grumpy old guy <laughs> um, so you, of course you can google for that maybe I'll have in the show notes so I have a video at hackerpublicradio.org slash droops of John Doc and I hiding um, some caches that uh, he and I went and hid <laughs> and enjoying the, the area in our kayaks and if people are interested in me continuing this I'd love to make more geocaching videos I have a lot of special gear just for geocaching because I'm totally a gear guy and uh, usually other nerds are interested in sharing gear so uh, I'm working on a children's cache based on the uh, Bacillosaurus which is a fossilized whale that's not only really scary looking but was discovered near where I live and uh, I'd like to make a HPR episode about that um, the caches we hid, one of them is on an island according to the maps, but it's it's not an island as when we went there. We got to bust a bunch of ice to go through it, <laughs> to go over the island and hide the cache. And the other one's at that hidden lake that people have seen those pictures now on Facebook and they're like, Ah, oh, that lake's so awesome. I'm going to go fish in there. And we met some crazy old people that were looking for eagles and alligators and which is an odd combination and they didn't believe that we'd actually made it to that lake apparently it's it's a mythological lake anyway kind of neat stuff um, it's been several weeks since I hid these no one's found them maybe no one wants to find my caches that I think are good because they're like we're all in it for the numbers or we only like really easy caches that you don't actually have to be able to like walk to find I don't know but uh anyway 
This is the, hopefully, the first enhanced episode of HPR. And the video is at hackerpublicradio.org slash droops. And I have been droops, and I'm going to say droops, droops, droops. And good night. Thank you for listening to Hacker Public Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net. So head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.